Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Tony Lilios, and you can find him at lilios.com. I'm going to spell it for you. It's L-I-L-L-I-O-S.com. Now, Tony is an entrepreneur and an adventurer. Let's break this down into two segments, right? So as an entrepreneur, Tony's been an entrepreneur since he was very young, uh, way before he even knew exactly what it meant to be an entrepreneur and let alone how to spell the darn word. I mean, I know some of us still struggle with spelling entrepreneur. Uh, most notably, he started Spec Design in 1996 with some of his partners that yielded several companies like Spec Products. Uh, that was one of their largest spinoffs. And eventually I was featured on of number 41 out of the top 500 he was number 41 so this guy is a entrepreneurial badass that's why he's on the show spec products was later sold to samsonite in 2014 and he now tony continues to invest in a wide range of companies directly as well as through all right now let's that's his entrepreneurial background and we're going to get into that story don't you worry but let's talk about him as an adventurer so tony is a eight-time ironman athlete for you, some of you diehard marathon runners out there, you weirdos, you know, you're going to love Tony because he's taking it all the way, right? He's on a path to race at the world championship in Kona one day. I don't know when that day is. Maybe he'll reveal it. So he's a, a marathon open water swimmer, swimmer and in 2012 uh, completed an unprecedented round trip crossing of Crater Lake, which is, I believe, the deepest lake in North America. Uh, he was also part of a historic expedition across Bhutan. And we can ask him where Bhutan is in the world and the Himalayas and all that. Uh, and it's chronicled, he was chronicled in a documentary uh, movie called Crossing Bhutan. So Tony, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you, sir? Thank you, Joseph. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, the adventure aspect of my life really kind of unfolded in the last 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, you know, if you interviewed me 10 years ago, that would have been, that would have been pretty absent. I was pretty couch potato 10 years ago. You would have been half the man you are today. Exactly. Actually, probably twice the man. I was quite large. <laughs> Got it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, about 10 years ago, when I started unfolding this kind of adventure athletic side of me, it really complemented what I was doing uh, professionally and just, uh, I just saw this catalyzing thing happening in my life where um, 
it wasn't separate. It wasn't a separate box by any means. It started as a separate box, but the relationships of breaking down hurdles and uh, accomplishing goals on the physical side, where it was so clear what you are and aren't doing, um, really started to unfold in the professional life as well. And uh, I, I get that's Tony. Yeah. I get that so much, right? Because like all those things like that, you have to overcome physically right? You're building the muscles, right? The disciplines that you now take into your business and which leads you just to greater success. So I really get that. All right. So share something personal about you that very few people in your business life know. Mm, very few people know. Um, Give me that nitty gritty. What's that? What's that thing? Nobody knows. You haven't told them yet. Come on, man. What is it? What is it? Tony? <laughs> what is it? Uh, I have this real des uh, kind of deep-seated desire to do things that no one else has done. It's just kind of, I, I don't really enjoy doing even what I've done before and doing it better. I, I, I have this um, uh, unending desire to do things new. Um, All right. So what's that big thing you haven't told anybody yet that you want to do that's just so outlandish that most people are going to be like, you're crazy. What is it? The, the one that's been sitting around for my whole life is to create a new activity from when it was hacky sack or the aerobic frisbee or a new game or snowshoeing kind of became popular around a peers of mine uh, that invented kind of modern snowshoeing. I've always wanted to create a new activity in the world. So that's kind of, um, kind of clicking away in the background there of somehow trying to bring that to life at some point. Got it. All right. So I'm going to give you until the end of this show to come up with that. Okay. <laughs> you can help me. <laughs> <laughs> come on. We're resilient entrepreneurs. We could do this brother. Who needs more than 30 minutes? Come on. All right. So revenue, uh, let's get down to business, Tony. Audience yeah. loves context. How much revenue, gross revenue approximately did your business do in the last 12 months? Uh, well, I can't give specifics, but we're in the nine. Uh, give me a range. So that's in the hundreds of uh, between a hundred million and a billion. <laughs> there you go. All right. It's a private company, so we can't close those, but that's, no, a, I get that's that. a big number. I get that. So startup nation, you got a guest who is, whose revenues are in the hundreds of millions headed towards a billion. Okay. But where this, that shows, this show is not about that because the strategies that Tony's employing right now in his business are not going to work for you at the stage that you're at right now, which is trying to break through that 100K mark. So Tony, that's, I want you to go back in time and really get present to that, okay? So just take like 10 seconds or whatever, maybe five, and go back to when you made your first $100,000 in your existing business. Yep. How long did it take you to go from zero to your first 100K? Was it months or was it years? What, what's that uh, time frame? We got to 250K in the first year. So it was that first year uh, we got there. Um, right. And I remember it like yesterday. So it's not, it doesn't take even five seconds. The, the continuum of my professional career, even though that was more than 20 years ago, it was mm -hmm. like yesterday. I can remember all, all the details well. Got it. So let me just be clear. The business that you're currently in, how long have you been running this business? When did you start? Uh, we exited four years ago. Um, we started in 1996 is when the company started. Um, all right. So Startup Nation, I really want you to get this, right? It sounds all dazzling lights, right? That Tony's doing hundreds of millions. He has invested 20 years of his life 
into doing that. Success does not come easy. It looks like consistent work, right? It's doing the, 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 the work that it takes, it's putting in the time, putting in the energy, learning from your mistakes and showing up every day consistently for long periods of time. Eventually the result of that work, that consistently showing up, we call success, right? Yeah, Tony, absolutely. what shows up for you in that? And that, when you talk about that, it's absolutely rings true. That I think it's easy for someone to kind of slot in and feel like, you know, you suddenly are an overnight success, but it really was, you know, between 50 and 100% growth every year, year after year, and do the math. Like, that's where you get to where you are. So it wasn't suddenly where, you know, we jump from a million to 10 million and then 100 million. It wasn't, it was just clicking along, making, you know, decisions, good decisions, or recovering from bad decisions well all along the way. So, um, well, I'm glad you put in some bad decisions there in the conversation because I'm going to go there with you, okay? But before I go there, Startup Nation, let me tell you why I brought Tony on the show. Here's my real reason. Tony, and we're going to have this conversation. I'm going to pull out the nuggets of wisdom from Tony. But Tony speaks about, I went and I watched his TEDx video, and he speaks about uh, these four like, like quadrants that make up the holistic person like you, right? You're more than just like one of these areas. And I'm not going to go into it. I'm going to let Tony share it with you. But the point was this was Tony was like, it's more than just, you know, showing up in in your business, right? And, And just chasing the money, the money, the money. And Tony really realized there was some other parts of him missing. And that it's more he really started to hit this, the higher levels of success, the higher levels of achievement, the higher levels of purpose and fulfillment when he started to invest simultaneously in the three other parts of himself, right? So more of this showing up in life whole and complete rather than just in one area completely focused. So I brought him on because this resonates so true for me. And Tony, just so you know, on this show, First 100K, I don't just speak about here's how you make your first $100,000 or next. The, the overarching message is building faith into your business mm-hmm. so that you can make your first 100K or next, right? Because you really got to get, get the transformation happens to, has to happen inside of you first right? That's where the block is. That's where the breakdowns are. It's that mental game that we get in the way we get stuck. We have limiting beliefs. So startup nation, that's why I brought Tony on the show, but let's, let's give you what you want, right? Cause you want the nitty gritty, like Tony, give me the strategies, give me the tips. I like, what do I apply right now? So Tony, going back to when you made your first $100,000, that first year you went from zero to 250 K that first year in this business over 20 years ago, how did you make the first $100,000? Like what are your top three tips, top three strategies that got you over that hundred K mark that first year and pass that on to startup nation? What do you got? Well, the first one that hits me front and center when you bring that up is uh, I had partners. I had two partners when I started the company and, um, this sense of not going at it alone is, is really strong. Um, the reason we got to 250K so quickly is because there was three of us. Um, we could cover from each other, we cover for each other, we could learn from each other, we could push each other. Um, we were in it together. Um, and that really not only felt like that was cornerstone to our success, but if I look back over my shoulder, I now know that there are studies out there showing that the more founders that you have, 
the more likely you are to be successful and to a greater degree of success. Uh, what's, the number, what's the number you don't want to go over when it comes to founders? Like at what number of founders is it too much? And what's the sweet spot? I, I don't know what the, I mean, I haven't heard of, we used, initially started with the intention to be with six um, and three fell out pretty quickly. Um, I think you can go with four. Uh, after five, I don't know. It gets a little, little crazy. I imagine. Um, See, that's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm asking the question, right? There's got to be this sweet spot where, point. yeah, some are, sometimes it's too many. Like, you know, you'll have one of you startup nation people. You're gonna go out there and you're gonna be like, I got 40 co-founders and we're gonna rock the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be like, you're you're kind of an idiot. Right? I guess now, that brings me to my second point, though. Though in picking those co-founders there was a real deep trust. Um, there was alignment in our values and a real deep trust for each other, which resulted in um, always looking forward. Even when things were uncertain or explicitly bad, there was no sense of, hey, you, David, you, it's because of you did X, Y, and Z. It was kind of, we did this together and mm. what are we gonna do to go forward? It was always forward-looking, trust-based um, kind of decision-making. And that, I think if you get too many co-founders, eventually that can break down where you got too many people on the team, but if you're not all aligned and there isn't deep trust across each other, that's where it starts to fracture and break down. Yeah, so I really get that. So what I'm hearing you say is like, you guys, when you win, you win together. When you mess up and you fall, you fall together and then get Absolutely. back up. Right. I really get that. All right. So like for that second strategy of how did you find those people where you had that deep trust? Were these like friends that you had long existing relationships with? What do you want to tell Startup Nation right now? Yeah. So we worked together for three or four years at a company called IDEO. Um, we were a pretty intimate group and the three of us wanted to spin off and become a division uh, of the other company. And so we had a lot of time foundationally to architect what <clears throat> what did that new division look like? What did we stand for? So we had a lot of living room conversations around what are we up to? What's, what does success look like? What are we, what do we stand for? Um, and building out that 10 year vision and, and then some um, was really helpful to then kind of boil it down to this is what we're asking for now. Um, and that broke down with our former company and, we walked out the door the next day and, and got an office two blocks away. Wow. So I, I think I remember IDEO. They were an ideation firm, right? That's what you did exactly. there? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, dude. I remember studying them when I was uh, starting my co-working spaces. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Kind of cool, buddy. Yeah. I really like that. All right. So um, so really, you had pre-existing relationships um, in place. So a lot of that uh, real deep trust was already formed is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah, we, got it. We, yep. All right. So what's strategy number three? Number three. We're making your first 100K. All right. So you partnered up. Yeah. So and, I would say, yeah, I got it. Uh, I think another big one for us was we had a plan and we were uh, constantly being critical and questioning and observing what was happening as it was unfolding. So we had marching orders out the gate but we were always pushing on each other and questioning, um, is this the right decision? Do we want to try this? Do we want to do that? So there was kind of this constant improvement in our business model. 
And there, there's a healthy tension there because you could say, oh, you're, you're, you're spineless, you're wavering too much. Um, but I also think sometimes what's getting told to new entrepreneurs is, is that real drive and focus and just, you know, put it all down and do what you say. And um, yes, and you've got to kind of observe what's happening and what's unfolding, opportunities, dynamics that are unfolding, your secret um, sauce of what's what's unfolding and, and to capitalize on that as it as it's happening. So I think that was really important for us. We had a consulting business that was bringing in dollars day to day. And we had a speculative business and that was where we were investing our resources into things that would, um, uh, you know, we used to say make money while we sleep. We didn't gotcha. want to be charging hour per hour all day long. Yeah, I get that. So you're building that scalability into the model from the get go. All right. So talk to us about mistakes because you're not immune to mistakes, dude. You've fallen probably so many times. What was the big hairy one that you look back on and you go, man, if I could have avoided that or I'm glad I didn't avoid that because that was the big thing that really built my character in the journey and made me the man I am today. What was that big hairy mistake? Uh, I would the the rookie mistake or the naive mistake I think we made was that we could do our consulting work day to day and then also individually work on what we call the speculative work on the side and 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 what happened was the seduction and the nervousness of keeping this business afloat we just defaulted to the consulting work to keep the lights on to hire new employees to and it wasn't until we finally said, hey, one of the founders, you don't get to do consulting work anymore. We don't, it looks good on paper when you say 75% of your time is spent on consulting and 25%, you know, then we tried, let's, let's do a day. Mondays, we only do speculative work. It just doesn't work. A client calls on Monday, you're doing your consulting work. So eventually we spun off one person to work on the consulting so they didn't get distracted at all so by we work 100% consulting and that person did 100% speculative that shift really changed things for us it was a real clear commitment to yes we're walking our walk we're walking our talk um, it's not this hey we're going to try to do speculative stuff and um, so if you have a strategy that involves kind of splitting things up um, either being really methodical about dividing your time, like you're only doing it on Mondays or getting a person to do that separate um, is really changed. It was a game changer for us. Man, I love that. So Startup Nation, that's a big one, right? Are you like splitting your focus into two different areas right now and thinking that you're winning, right? Tony's telling you right now, it didn't work. And that was even with three partners involved, right? So you're better off, find one person to focus on this thing that's super important in your business. And then you focus on this other thing, which is your superpower, your strength, right? Don't split yourself. It just never works. It, and you end up draining yourself, right? And then sometimes losing the fire that, that really you need to propel you forward. All right. So Tony, thanks for that. I'm going to shift uh, the conversation here. All right. I want to go here. I want to talk about, uh, for me, it's building faith into your business and how, if you're not showing up, um, with faith in your business, you're showing up inauthentically in your business. Why? Because your faith, your spirituality does matter. And if you're leaving that and checking that at the door, you're only showing up half ass, right? You're half the person in your business. 
So speak to us about that and, and feel free to bring in the, the um, thing that you talk about integral, uh, what you coach people on and just kind of take us there and give us the big picture and then drill down if you like. Yeah. So at a high level, I'll talk about just quickly the four quadrants you can go and get more information on the web about this, but generally the four quadrants try to capture all aspects of life and they, they go from internal and individual. So those are my internal individual thoughts. That's my spirituality. Those are my thoughts, my individual external. That's the stuff I do. Uh, what I do with my body, the clothes I wear, not the clothes I wear, but the things I do, you know, my exercises. And then there's this collective world, how we relate to each other individually, internally, which is our kind of relationships, how we all are connected culturally. Um, and then external, uh, external collective, which is the technology that connects us, the nature, our environments. And so those are the four aspects of life. And having these quadrants is a way to kind of segment our business, segment our life, um, segment our own personal life to, to look at the whole picture and to make sure that we're not leaving stuff behind. So what you're talking about spirituality is huge and that's at the individual internal level. So, so many entrepreneurs focus on what they're doing, what the actions and what's measurable by a camera and, and all the strategies of doing but the, if the internal side isn't kind of working behind that in, in lockstep and kind of in conjunction, it falls apart. It's really, you're fighting yourself unless uh, they're kind of pointed in the same direction. If your internal belief system is out of sync with what you're actually doing, it's really hard to get out the, to get very far. Man, I get that so much. So Startup Nation, the four quadrants. Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just going out there off of memory because I watched your video. The four quadrants are your thoughts, yep. right? That internal dialogue that's in your head. Sometimes they're limiting belief thoughts. Other times they're empowering, right? So your thoughts. The second quadrant is your space, right? So that physical space, sometimes the environment you put yourself in, et cetera. Um, you know, uh, going to a quiet place, a meditative place where you could get quiet and really kind of get one with your thoughts, right? Clean them up. And then the third one is actions. Like how are you showing up in the world? And I know Tony, you said this is the one you wrestle with is like, you constantly want to go act on something and perform and you know, how do, what action do I need to do in order to take control of the situation and, and move the ball? And then the final one is relations or relationships, right? How you show up with others, how important that is making sure you have meaningful relationships. What did I leave out? Uh, what do you want to add to that? That's it. And, and we all tend to have a default of where we go. Like I said, I like go to actions. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs go, go to that quadrant of when there's a problem, that's what they go to try to fix it. Whereas when you have this model and these other areas to look at, you can realize like you're, you're focused on the spirituality side. I think that's really gets left behind sometimes, especially when, when the crucible hits, when the crush happens, what, what do you do? And, learning to kind of go to these other quadrants spirituality is a great place to go to it really helps it bubbles up into your actions your relationships and in your environment it, it will connect to there but finding where you're not spending as much energy and uh where there may not be alignment um is really really helpful um to tony tony can i tell you a story firsthand here yeah 
I am literally going through this right now, right? Mm -hmm. So the brand is building faith in your business, right? So God has literally said, okay, Joseph, you want to be the mouthpiece for that. Here's an opportunity, right? For you to truly walk the talk with faith in your business. So I've had one of my businesses um, literally falling apart be around me. I had to fire the gal running the entire operation. I was only working two hours a week in that business and it was, it was being run. So now I've had to step back in fully and I have to make decisions about uh, you know, what I want to do with the future of the business. Do I want to step back in like completely? I, I'm doing all the sales again, like stuff I was doing five years ago and rebuild from literally ground zero. And it sucks. And I was like, well, God, if, if like I'm stepping into my calling, which is to do the spiritual coaching and everything, we had a deal. The deal was I'm going to, uh, you know, step in and do what you want me to do in the world and you'll run the business and make sure everything doesn't fall down. Well, shit, everything's falling down. Like, what's going on? And my faith was tested. Mm. And I really had to get real about it. And a couple of my friends, you know, I, I tend to seek wise counsel. Like, when I, I just, I'm not clear. And I'm in this situation. And my friends were like, Joseph, do you not see what God's doing right now? Like, literally, this is you building faith into your business. Like, will you trust him that everything's going to work out? Will you trust him that he's got something greater on the other side? Or will you fall into like negativity, despair, like doubts, fears of how everything can just fall apart right now? Like, will you trust him through the storm? And I got to tell you, Tony, it sucks. Mm -hmm. Past two weeks have been miserable, right? Mm -hmm. And it's been such a, um, I know you spoke about this in your, in your, uh, your, TED talk. Um, it's not about the destination. You really got present to how am I being stretched in the journey? Like, who am I becoming? How is my character being shaped? And what's going on in this transformative stage on the path to X? And that's what I'm starting to sit with. And I do that. I clear that space and, and I do a one hour in silent meditation with God every day, every morning. And that's the only thing that's getting me through this right now. So what shows up for you in all that? And then we'll wrap up a full summary of everything you shared. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I feel you're a place where you are and, and it, yeah, it sucks. It does. What's I'll tell you on the other side of it, as you get clear in those places of, of what you stand for and where you're at, mm. you attract people aligned with that for the next stage. And it feels so great when you get those people on board that are really aligned with you. It's uh, it's mm. a full boat of people that are not rowing in the same direction. It's such a, you know, it seems like a trite metaphor, but when you live it, you like, you get it. And it feels so great to have a smaller team that is aligned. We have the same thing, maybe two, three years into the business, we had a hundred percent turnover in one year where we got really clear of what our goals were, what our values were. And it upset a bunch of people that we had been vague with earlier on of what we stood for. And we realized eventually there wasn't a hundred percent alignment. So over that course of the year, we lost all these people, but then we brought on, these new people that were fully aligned with us and it felt great. Um, but mm -hmm. it was incredibly sucky. I mean, just, yeah. just people you invested with and you felt like, Oh man, they, they were our future and they're so talented. And, um, but they just weren't aligned. 
Man, I couldn't have said it any better. It's like going through the cocoon stage, right? Yeah. Before the transformation of getting your wings. And the cocoon stage is painful. Why? Because stuff is shifting. Stuff is moving, right? And we, we hate change as humans, right? Like we want to avoid it at all costs, even though it's what's necessary in order for us to get the life that we want to create. Right, but we try to block it at all costs. So, yeah, thank you for that. All right, so let's wrap this up. I mean, one quick thing on that is that transformation. Go. I think people need to know that transformation, like you're describing, is uncomfortable. If if it's not, that's what happen and unfold in your day to day. So to make these changes, these shifts, it is uncomfortable. It feels sucky. It feels like shit. And so that's almost a sign of like, Oh, okay. I am heading in a, in a right direction. <laughs> well, I got so much suck going on right now, dude. I am so headed in the <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. All right. So startup nation, Tony has been dropping wisdom explosions everywhere. I feel I'm ducking for cover. There's so much wisdom here. All right. So first thing to your, your 100 K your first 100 K here's Tony's three step strategy. This is how he's done it. And over 20 years in this business, he didn't just cross the 100 K mark. He built a several hundred million dollar empire using these three strategies right where you're at right now. So listen up, write these down. First thing he says is partner up, partner up. You can't do good, big, huge, major, meaningful things in the world by yourself. You just can't. There is no proof or evidence of it anywhere. There's always a team of people behind any greatness in the world, right? So partner up and the benefit is you get to learn from each other. You get to push each other. You get to be accountability for each other. That's what Tony's saying. Next thing Tony says is, the way he, who did he partner up with, right? He did it with former coworkers because he already had the, the relationships in place. He already had that deep trust that was there. He kind of knew who they were, how they're going to show up. They knew who he was, how he's going to show up. So that trust was already in place, that no like, and trust. So who in your life right now can you partner up with? Well, you already know who they are. They're solid. They're, that's their character. They're not changing. They're consistent right? Find those people. And then alignment in your values, right? So you may find people you trust, but you have to have alignment in your values with them. Plus that real deep trust. That's what Tony's saying, right? This way, when, when you win, you win together. And when you fall, you fall together and you all get back up together. All right. So that's strategy number two. Strategy number three, Tony says is create a plan, right? But then observe the plan. Don't like be so freaking like stick to it without any like flexibility, be flexible in your plan, but stick to a plan and question the plan and question your decisions on a regular basis, right? That's very important. Like check in with how's our plan lining up with reality, with what our clients are saying, with what our vendors are saying, with what our investors are saying, is it matching? Is it congruent? And then uh, tweak, uh, you know, the dial as needed. Observe what's working and what's not working and make the shift, right? That's a one, two, three, strategy game changer for your business right now that Tony dropped. Tony, how did I do with that? Anything you want to add? You're great. You nailed it. Awesome. And then Tony's number one mistake. Don't make this mistake. He split his focus into multiple areas, right? He was consulting on the side, split his focus from what maybe he needed to do. So find a person to do that one thing that's needed. You do your superpower. That's it. Do not split your focus. All right, there we go. All right. So, Tony, this is my favorite part of the show, dude. 
Welcome to the hustle round. I am going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's the first thing that comes to you. Are you ready, sir? I am. All right. Tony, what's your favorite sound? Uh, my kids laughing together. Love it. What's your least favorite sound? <laughs> um, pss, flat Why? tire on a bike. Flat tire on a bike. I love that. Okay, got it. What are you most afraid of? Be transparent here. Um, not taking enough risk as I get older um, that I'm getting too safe. Got it. Getting over the hill, right? As you said. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Um, we talked about IDEO earlier, uh, worrying about them. They were very threatened by us. And a lot of our focus was defending our actions and what we were doing professionally. Uh, they were threatening us and um, we spent a lot of time worrying about them as opposed to just focusing on our business. Mm. Startup Nation, are you spending too much time watching your back rather than moving forward to what you actually want to create in the world? Learn from Tony. That's powerful. Tony, what secret fear do you have about people? We all got one. Come on. I think um, what comes up is that, um, that Einstein quote about do you, the most important question you ever ask is if the world is a friendly place. And I very much believe the world is a friendly place. And my fear is that we're going into an environment now where we don't trust each other so much politically. And I feel like there's this um, sense of uh, maybe people don't think the world's so friendly anymore. And I do believe it is. Um, and I'd hate to lose that uh, sense. Got that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Mm. To not worry about all the little things so much. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. What's a new habit you want to form? Um, I just read this book, Stealing Fire, um, and they talk about hedonic calendaring, essentially scheduling joy in these kind of, um, yeah, scheduling joy in your life. And so I want to put more habit around that because um, I What's feel like right now. What's an example of that? Like scheduling joy, what, what might that look like? Uh, One so example. like once a month, taking a whole day of doing something that I just love, something that you would reserve for, for like a wedding or, you know, a 50th mm -hmm. birthday, like just once a month, spend a day to just really just love life out loud. Um, I like that. By accident, like make it on purpose. Love that. So Startup Nation, if you love weddings and you don't have a wedding of your own coming up, go crash your wedding. That's what Tony's saying here. Exactly. What is a bad habit you want to break, Tony? Um, I really don't like that I uh, check my phone when I get up in the morning. It's, it's a bad habit that I keep doing. Um, so, Dude, I used to do it. I'm telling you, stop doing it, bro. Like, I need to move the phone to another room. That's really Listen, if you want, go to my daily holy hour on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Just Google uh, Facebook search daily holy hour. I do a, a Facebook live at 7:30 AM every morning, seven days a week where we spend an hour in silence with our creator. And that's how we start our day and dude game changer for your life. All right. Mm -hmm. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, curious, passionate, um, um, builder. 
Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. <laughs> uh, scared, um, visionary, and, and collaborative. Got it. And last question, Tony, if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends, look your kids in the eyes and tell them one piece of advice, what would you say to them? I'll stick with what I said earlier about the, don't worry about what other people think so much. Trust yourself, trust your gut. Love it. Startup Nation, we are speaking with Tony Lilios. You can find him at lilios.com. And Tony offers some kick-ass coaching. If you want to have a transformation in your life, go check out Tony at lilios.com. That's L-I-L-L-I-O-S.com. Tony is the man. Tony, before we go, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listeners to know about making their first $100,000? Stick to it. Keep going. Simple. Really? <laughs> you keep going. If you can hang in there, you'll get there. Love it. Tony, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you other than your website? Is there any other channel? Yeah, or anything? No, the website, you can set up a meeting there. Um, and I, I love talking with prospective clients or do keynote speaking um, or even just to have a chat. So I love talking with people where they're at in the world. So yeah, go to the now, website. Now, I was just on your website and you offer a 30-minute free session, right? Like an intro session to you. So Startup Nation, like if you like Tony and you resonate with his story and you love where he's at and, and you want to learn from him, grow with him and see what he does and where he could coach you and help you, go take advantage of this 30 minute free, right? Free consultation. Just go to his website, lilios.com. Tony, thanks for joining us today, brother. And I wish you thanks, peace, brother. love, and your next 100K, sir. For you, your next 100 million, okay? There's show off. <laughs> You're great. That's right. awesome. Thanks for having me. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.